The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is definitely not sponsored by Miller High Life, but I'll definitely be drinking a few. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, Gabe, and Tim, but not Doyle, because Doyle's work is busy fisting him. Why are our hands We're up? recording. Oh, I don't okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> it started early. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Thinking Outside the Long Box. I am... Gabe with a wildly swinging microphone. <laughs> Sorry. I am Tim. I am Juan. I like how that turned out. <laughs> Pretty epic, wasn't it? So this recording session is going to be a little different. We're not talking about any current stuff in our regular episodes, but obviously we will when we get to the yes. listener interaction. Yes. This will be later though. on Facebook if you're listening right now somehow. I don't know if we're streaming anywhere or anything. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm recording it so I can put it up oh, on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. Yeah, I know. So Hi, YouTube. recording right there. I genuinely know how our podcast works. <laughs> We do whatever, we do whatever Juan tells us. <laughs> Only once in a while. <laughs> Every other while. week, we sort of do what Juan tells us. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to keep the mic close. Is this good? That's good. You're good. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're good. good. I'm going to try to make eye contact with the camera. Please. Yeah, that's hard eye contact. That's hard. Not like, even cause, soft. Because we talk to each other, so I want to like look at you guys. <laughs> but you now- can look at us and then look at the camera. Hi, camera. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> Tim's eye-fucking you right now. <laughs> Do you feel it? Did you feel it? I felt it. It moved. <laughs> so this uh, recording session, we're going to be talking effectively about three pop culture classics, uh, but we are going fucking way back, like into the 50s. We're watching two black and whites and a color movie from the 60s or 58? Well, 58. 58. Uh, Two from 51 and one from 58. So if you're watching, if you're listening, please be sure to listen to all three episodes because there will probably be like a pretty contiguous like thought process through all three of them. So Is that how you say that word? Contiguous. Contiguous? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was continuous. No, those, those are different yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was like another breakfast Con- thing where you were just talking stupid. Continuous is a word and contiguous is I would assume is that they're synonyms. Uh, yeah. I believe contiguous means like connecting and continuous means like ongoing. Again, synonyms. No, because you can be the contiguous United States without being like ongoing, whereas continuous is like more of a designation of time than of space. Fucking whatever. <laughs> All right. I don't even know if that's right. It's probably not. I'm that's gonna... more science than it is in any of these movies <laughs> we're about to talk about. I don't know about that. Anyway, so first up, let's talk about the day the Earth... Or no, no, no. no. The thing, the from, thing another from another world, world is the yes. one we're going to talk about so, first. Sometimes referred to as just The Thing is a 1951 American black and white science fiction horror film. What? Directed by Christian Nyby? Nyby? Produced by Edward Lasker for Howard Hawks' Winchester Pictures Corporation and released by RKO Product Pictures. (laughs) RKO out of nowhere. (laughs) Um, 
Why don't we have buttons to push to do that stuff for us? I, we were supposed to get those from Dana, and she never gave them to me. Oh, God damn, damn it, Dana. Dana. You know, she works for she Fox works for News. Fo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes perfect That's sense. That's why. She works for Fox News. <laughs> the, the film stars... Cornthwaite. Uh, James Arnest plays a thing, but he is difficult to recognize in costume and makeup due to both low lighting and other effects used to obscure his features. Yeah, it's really hard to notice them when you're it's based asleep. on a novella from John W. Campbell. It's hard to notice him when he is not in a butt tummin of the movie. No, uh, not at yeah. all. I think the He's lady in the who... end, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. You get to see his hand. Yeah. So this movie is the basis for uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, and you can see, like, the framework. They're in the Arctic. You know, they're... They're a science project. They're, well, project's the wrong word, but like they're a scientific, like, you know, station. You know, there's something going on at the station. So they send people to go figure out what's going on. And there's all this craziness. Um, one of the things that I felt like was kind of missing that they use like the science, the guy with the goatee and the mustache kind of to, I, I think where they drew the idea that the thing can like infect other people. They took kind of from that guy who's like constantly trying to get them to just talk to the thing, even after they've set him on fire. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be <laughs> super down to like talk he's with like, each other. Bitch, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally bitch slaps him to death. <laughs> but like, gotta love it. The the movie itself it it seems it seems like it's based on a novella. It seems like it's based on something that's not quite. Got enough meat on the bones to create like an hour and twenty minute movie, and, and so as shows. a consequence, there's just a bunch of exposition that is very difficult to stay awake. Boring. Through. Good lord. Movies have like figured out how to pace themselves so much better For since sure. like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. I, 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 we're going to be talking about two other movies that I think did it. Fucking a hundred percent better, and yes. yeah. this came out in '58, and they were damn near a decade earlier than this. And so it's no, this no, this was '51. I'm sorry, yeah. this, this was, was one the, of the oldest. This is one yeah. of the '51s. I'm sorry. It's just the other one from '51, not nearly this slow. No, not even close. Still pretty slow, though. Still pretty slow. Well, that's kind of telltale for this for the time, I think. But. We'll My kids there. weren't here, so I didn't have to hear the, oh, fuck, it's black and white. <laughs> like, <sighs> I hate that so much. But I was the same way when I was a kid. So so this is about a group of scientists who, like you said, they have a station in the Antarctic or no, in uh, this one's Alaska. In the, yeah, this Anchorage. one's in the Arctic. Yeah. yeah. And it's Arctic. north of Anchorage yeah. because they're going to go visit. The, the couple's going to go to Anchorage. So they find... Essentially, like a, they you never see it, but it's like a spaceship in the ice. Yeah, and then they excavate the dude from. Also, it. they you never see it, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you just see like a thing. They're like, oh, it's in a perfect circle. No pun intended, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you? How can you tell? I just got a good feeling. <laughs> Most of it's buried in the snow. Didn't you see how they could tell? They all put yeah. their arms yeah. out. And gave a big hug. Like, oh. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, what exactly are they attempting? Are they <clears throat> measuring it? Like, They're exercising uh, Mike it, Brownlee's it uh, scientific like, theory method. It literally looks like the circle you make before derby practice to do stretching. And then it looks like they're doing stretching. They're just all, arms wide. <laughs> it's a perfect circle. 
<laughs> no one fucking knows why <laughs> or what it is. I don't know. It's so, ridiculous. But they excavate the thing and then they keep him frozen. And somehow the dude puts a warm blanket on him and it gets soaked. Doesn't short the blanket at all, but he doesn't hear the pools of water that are falling behind him. <laughs> And the stupid thing wakes up, and then chaos ensues. Yeah. I know. Kind of. You? It's a subdued chaos. So It's a very subdued <laughs> chaos. Holy shit. So, here's the thing. I uh, <laughs> This movie, I think, might be more influential than I think people realize. So, not just with John Carpenter's The Thing, but, like, the creature is, like, the prototype yeah. for the slasher movie. And I don't recall there being, with maybe the exception of, like, Frankenstein and, like, his lumbering nature. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, like, that single-minded focus on murder. Like, as opposed to Frankenstein, who's just, like, dumb and, like, <laughs> doesn't really understand what he's doing. Right. You know, accidentally kills a kid, like, that sort of stuff. So, I think this movie might be something that a lot of directors and writers saw when they were really young. I could see, like, there's some pretty intense scenes. Like, there's a scene yeah. where the thing is, like, running around on fire or the scene where they're, like, electrocuting him and stuff. If I would have seen this movie when I was five or six, that would have left a humongous fucking impression on me. If <laughs> I, you know, I, I saw this movie as a teenager the first time and it left an okay impression. And I think that's just nostalgia you know and like kind of that distortion of things over time yeah like i i think if you asked a lot of horror directors a lot of them would point out either this one or john carpenter's version of it as like an inspiration by the end of the year 1951 it had accrued a million nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars in domestic rentals making it the year's 46 biggest earner beating all other science fiction films released that year, including The Day the Earth Stood Still and When Worlds Collide. Hmm. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. It's so fucking slow. And I guess maybe that's just a product <laughs> of of us, of yeah, well, the way things are made yeah. now. It's a different time. Yeah. Editing is very different now. Like, everything has to move. Like, beat, 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 beat. Or we're instantly like, eh. That's but, why people hate it, movies like The Witch, is because The Witch is drawn out like yeah. this. But for me, it wasn't even the it wasn't even the slow parts that disinterested me. A lot of it was that they the slow parts didn't really do anything. They didn't progress the story forward. They didn't. There was a, a random fucking romance novel in the middle of it. You know what I mean? It just was it just made no sense. I think it's probably a function of the novella. For me, a lot of the problem wasn't so much the slowness, it's that there's nothing happening. Like you can have a scene with a shit ton of dialogue and exposition, but if it's just a room full of people talking, wow. That's fun to watch. Well, I mean, like, the first like, like, four or five minutes of the movie is just those dudes playing poker. Uh-huh. I know. Like, we're like the witch. just killing time. Oh, we're, we're like let you be looking at We're like document. a movie like The Witch that is also incredibly slow gives you a lot of, like, visual to look at and digest and creepy things to, like, try to figure out visually. But there's none of that in these older films. They just hadn't really started doing anything like that then. So I think with, like, crime movies they had like because if you watch a like a new art yeah the same era yeah like there's so much like lighting tricks that are happening so many like ideas that 
that they're using visually to trick you into thinking a room is dark when it's completely lit for the actors, like that sort of thing. There's hardly any of that in this, except for in the scenes when the thing is attacking them. Like they make sure that he's backlit. They make sure that he's obscured. So you never really get like a full grasp of what he looks like. And that's actually kind of cool because it allows your mind to like fill in some of the gaps. So like in my brain, he probably... Like, if we were to draw sketches, Tim's would be the best, yours would be the second best, and mine would be the worst, but they would probably all have, like, kind of different ideas as he's, to what he looks he like. He seemed very frankenstein He does to seem me. pretty Frankenstein-y, yeah, yeah. but I think that's partially just because he's randomly wearing a suit, and, all, and also... Yeah, a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. He also... They have those on other planets. He, he walks like Frankenstein. He does. You he know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. It was just like a sci-fi Frankie, almost. Yeah. You could have done just a generic, like, while they're just bullshitting talking, like, you could... Creeping around. You could see, like, you cut to the scene outside where maybe you can kind of see he's kind of peering in at him or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's just nothing in those scenes, and it doesn't... You go from being kind of, maybe in the 50s, you go from being kind of like, oh, shit, that was scary, to like... All right, they're just hanging out, you know, now. And and it's weird. It's a weird high low situation. Yeah. It is. And I again, it's probably just a I mean it not probably. It's just a function of how they made movies back then. People in the 50s could only be high for so little time. <laughs> I guess. Eventually they I, found out they could be high a lot. Yeah. That's like, when you got to the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're to the point where I'm just high 24/7. Right. You're level now. I'm level. <laughs> Getting high takes effort now. <laughs> right? Just low grade mm-hmm, every day. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. an interesting movie. <laughs> and I think it, it's like there's so many things that are in it that you can see. Damn cat. There's so many things that are in it that you can see where it went like over time you know what i'm saying like the a lot of the concepts and ideas that are in it got taken by other people and used better in like more interesting ways so so the there's a critical analysis that says some critics have interpreted the thing from another world to contain commentary on the threat of communism in america Program notes from a cinema Texas screening of the film stated that the film is seen as being symbolic of McCarthyism and the fight against communism on the home front. For sure, the other one is. The John Carpenter one is like big time a commentary on stuff like that because the thing infects other people and you don't know like who is possessed by it, like who's in control. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you know, where... Until the body snatchers have, like, control of the majority of the populace, you have no fucking idea who has a little alien wiggle in the back of their neck, you know? Right. That movie's fucking scary wiggle, wiggle, shit. Wiggle. The old one is, too. But it, it, it... I mean, I can see it, you know, but it doesn't... I can't really see it. I, I mean, I, I can see it if I try real hard. Like, definitely, <laughs> Day the Earth Stood Still has a lot more... It's way more social commentary, commentary for me, for, in it, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like this. It's kind seeing, of the whole point of that movie. Seeing it that way is like seeing it that way because that was like the culture at the time. And so it's easy to take those things and like kind of overlay them because that was just in the regular zeitgeist. Like 
people watching and listening to pop culture that comes out over the next like three or four years, like 25 years down the line, are never going to be able to erase like Donald Trump, coronavirus, Black Lives Matter from pop culture and things like like movies and TV shows are going to be seen through those lenses in the past the same way this one is. Yeah. And some of those might be stretches, like big stretches, but they exist just because that's what we think about. Right. And the things we think about come out like in our, in our art. So it's weird to think that like 20 years from now, somebody will watch John Wick and be like, this is a really good period piece on the social commentary of the uh, late 2000s. And and the rise of the animal rights movement. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You can see this at a time when the the Second Amendment was at its peak uh, popularity. (laughs) (laughs) So they felt the need to solve (laughs) animal rights issues with murder. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> John Wick's amazing. Yeah, sold. <laughs> it's 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 interesting. Like right. it's it's an interesting thing. And it's the thing I think that's the most fascinating about watching stuff like this, and that's why I suggested the pop culture classic like in the beginning, is I like watching older things and seeing it through like our eyes because I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I don't and, think like, I've ever seen it. The I don't day know the, if I've ever seen it. The either. day the earth stood still, I think I saw when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, something like that. And the blob I didn't see until I was like 16 or 17. But the thing I've watched twice now, Day the Earth Stood Still, I've probably seen like maybe four times. And the blob used to be like one of the only VHSs I own. So I've seen it like 17 times, you know. (laughs) Maybe that's why I couldn't find it on DVD. Because I bought them all. Yeah. (laughs) But like dark and weird. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, what's great about it is you kind of get to see it through like a different perspective than the people who even made it, you know? Yeah. Like electricity isn't surprising anymore and would probably be one of the first ways we would try to kill something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily throw gasoline over a creature in a enclosed room. And set it on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems like one of the more stupid ideas they have. That's like step one, dude. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Try to set it let's, on fire. Let's enclose ourselves in a room and no, no, douse no, no. this with fucking Step gasoline. Step one is always shoot at it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Like always, Good point. All these movies, shoot at it a bunch, try to set it on fire, fuck, we're screwed, I drop know. a nuke on it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, honestly, send trying to, to be Antarctica. its friend is step one. <clears throat> Never in these movies. <laughs> he tried to be his friend. What do you mean? Just that one guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes that there's that guy who's like, wait. We gotta preserve this rare creature. And then he got bitch slapped to death. Like it was yeah. amazing. And fuck you. <laughs> he got bitch slapped. And he's literally never in the movie again. Nope. So it's safe to assume he's dead. He's oh, yeah. dead. <laughs> Alas, poor Greg. What happened to the bitch the, slapped the, to death? The one guy. The one guy the that kept trying to talk dude. to him. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. I killed him to death. <laughs> so murder death killed him. I'm gonna give this a quarter star. Out of how many stars? Out of five stars. Out of two stars. No. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> it's just too slow. And the action scenes aren't that great either. You, yeah. They're not. I'm about the same. A quarter out of five? Yeah. Like the th- thumbs <laughs> just... It's just like... It, it, it wants to, but it's... It's where he's at when he just, first turns the porn on. You know, it's yeah. kind of like... Eh. It's like a little whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh... 
right? right. <laughs> then I start reading the comments section. Starts going up a little bit. I've never that's, read comments in a porno. That's where all the fun's at. Is I promise you. I, I think I need to start doing Some that. Some of the craziest shit you'll ever read sounds in your like, life is written there. Sounds like a new hobby, I'm thinking. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a little better on this one. I, I think I would give it like a cool 50%. Wow. Like two and a half out of... It's because he's old. Two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five? Yeah. Or five out of ten. Five out of ten? Or three and a half out of seven. <laughs> you know, 50%. <laughs> like, it is a solid D. <laughs> like I'm doing it. I'd give it 75%. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was supposed to leave a voicemail or yeah, something. Yeah, he didn't leave shit. He, he, he might. Not I yet. He's, yeah, I'm make sure a video he or something. We'll add it after the fact. <laughs> yeah. like, but you have to read his comment like that <laughs> if he doesn't yeah. send something in himself after the fact. <laughs> oh, my, my name's Doyle. I give you some baby, 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 I'm baby, a bitch. Man. I let my work command my life. <laughs> I'm a slave to the man, even though I bitch about it all the time. <laughs> I complain, complain, and complain, and then when they tell me I have to stay, I roll over and present. <laughs> I say, yes, I'm messing. Hi, this is Doyle. I'm calling in because I was unable to uh, make it to the last recording due to some work issues. But, uh, yeah, first off, um, I tried to call in before, but didn't realize I had like, a small time limit, so I'm going to do these one at a time. Uh, I'm going to talk about the John, well, not John Carpenter, the thing that was uh, later, I think like in the 80s, 90s or something, but the 1951 uh, thing from another world, um, Carpenter or Campbell, I don't remember. Uh, no, Campbell wrote the story who goes there. That's right. That's what they're based on. Um, Carpenter made the remake, which is like the iconic, well, my childhood, as far as iconic goes, the thing, uh, which I really loved. Um, the 1951 version, even though the last time, which you guys won't hear, the last call I called it, I said I hated it. It's not necessarily like 100% true. I don't hate it, hate it. This is really slow, really boring, uh, kind of hard to watch. Um, it's not paced very well, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say about it. Um, it's a really cool idea, and the idea has been used a ton as far as science fiction goes throughout the years. Uh, later in the X-Files and other anthology shows and other movies have borrowed from it as well, uh, even like Aliens vs. Predator a little bit. But um, you get this cool, you know, kind of crazy alien life form plague thing that the Earth had to deal with a long time ago, and it's been frozen for so long or whatnot. So, um, yeah, the, uh, as far as the source material goes, um, it's very, I said iconic already, but it's early in the morning. It's very, like the idea is very iconic. The idea is very well used in the science fiction world. So it's definitely worth a watch if you've never watched it and you can just force yourself to sit down and kind of hunker through a very slow, very, a methodically paced movie. Um, I would say at the end it's still good, even though I wouldn't want to watch it again anytime soon. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of random to say, I guess. But, yeah, uh, beyond that, I don't have much more of an opinion. Um, I'm curious to see what the guys had to say. But uh, thank you for listening. Um, Michael Kirk, thank you for abiding the dust so we have a memorial hotline. May you rest in peace. And, uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys on the next episode. I hope everybody's doing well and, uh, keep not dying from Corona.
Bye bye. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Huh. Uh, yeah. And demonetized video. I don't think we like this this movie all that much. I like this movie is boring as shit. I don't think I like this movie, but I think I like some of the visuals and ideas that are in it that you can see got used by other people in other ways. And that's really where the fifty percent is for its influence, not its goodness. That makes sense. I mean two years later they started making movies like Black Creature from the Black Lagoon. What's up? I put them in the fridge so that it wouldn't be, like, super melty. We're on YouTube! <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's it. it, huh? Yeah. Well, be sure to check us out. You can find us on TOTLB.com. Of course, you can find us, uh, all of our social media stuff there. Also, join us on Patreon. It's how we make no money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much to our Patreon supporters. That the sketches was, should that be was getting joke. here every yeah. second now. Uh, you can find any it, second, every second. Yeah, you're any having second. you're having language problems today, but it's the high uh, life. You can find you can find <laughs> us at Patreon.com/slash/totlb. Uh, also, go to tinyurl.com/slash/totlbtube to find this YouTube that you're either watching or go to our YouTube and subscribe if you're listening on the podcast. And of course, you can give us a call. So, I went to wrestling on Friday. And there was a dude named Vinny 5.2. Ooh. And he came out. Was it because he was 5'2"? It was because he was 5'2". Oh, wow. And I yelled out, I didn't know there'd be midgets. <laughs> and he got very mad at me. But I know somewhere in a grave, Michael Kirk's dick moved. <laughs> so be sure to call us on the Michael Boner. Kirk Memorial Hotline, 970-573-6148. There was once a man named Michael Kirk who loved midgets, and now he's dead. With that said, memorialize I've been, him. Yeah, memorialize we did, him. Somebody we did, did get today. a call. Yeah, thank so. you very much. Keep listening. Yeah, because you didn't we leave lo- your name or who yeah. or nothing, but thank you. But it will become an episode, so yes. thank you. Um, with that said, I've been Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Juan. I definitely something's in his eye now. Hot sauce in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely rubbed hot sauce in his eye. Uh, Everybody laugh at Gabe. Bye. Bye, everybody. Fuck. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.